Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And very quickly, once I was here, um, you know, it was sort of made clear to me after a few years that that opportunity does exist. And, and, you know, it could be that one day Tim and I would be sitting here as we do right now yeah. and we'd own this business and, and yeah. try and have that lifestyle, um, lifestyle work balance that, that we try to get. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shum and in this episode, we're speaking with Dan Osborne and Tim Garth who are either cats accountants or two drunk accountants depending on the time of day. So much like their accounting work, their daily workings are quite varied but they ended up working together in very similar surroundings and inventing a brand new occupation along the way. The duo behind Cats Accounting wear many hats in their day-to-day work and are seasoned podcasters too. Osborne and Garth initially went to school together. However, they didn't travel in the same circles until one fateful night, the stars aligned at the pub. While they're certainly not always drunk, you can always count on them to be entertaining. Hi, uh, my name is Dan. I'm Tim and we are here for... Property Investory. <laughs> My name's Dan Osborne. I'm a director here at Cats Accountants, but also co-host of the Two Drunk Accountants podcast. Uh, we've liked to shorten that to be a podcountant. Yeah. So that's 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 my role at the moment. My name is Tim Garth. I am also a director and co-host of the Two Drunk Accountants podcast. Um, we did create that podcountant. I'm not sure if anyone else uses that on their <laughs> LinkedIn CV or anywhere else. Uh, it may mean nothing to other people, but yeah. it means a lot to us. It brings a smile to my face every time I say it or read it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. You guys are so much fun just already. We haven't even, haven't even started the podcast and we're already kicking off such a great <laughs> energy here. Maybe we're both drunk, you know, we're all drunk at this point in time. That's the reason why. <laughs> yeah, we're just drunk on podcasting. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. So, yeah. <laughs> Although they're both directors at their firm, Cats Accountants, the pair play different roles in their day-to-day duties. Based on the New South Wales Central Coast, they mainly focus on taxation for small businesses but always leave room for fun on top of hard work. We do a lot of advisory work, business planning, um, you know, what traditionally you may have called coaching. Um, but, but, you know, being accountants, it's, it's slightly different to, to what you might have experienced with a business coach in the past. Mm. Um, but then also all the compliance side. So, you know, tax returns, um, end of year financials and tax, bazes, setting up entities, structuring advice. Oh, basically, you know, everything, you know, start at the foundations and, and work your way to the top. Uh, we, we do it all. Um, we, we also do a smattering of individual tax work and 
And so, yeah, in the past, my role has been very much focused on on compliance. You know, I've been here for for twelve years this year, yep. and uh, and for, for a long time, you know, we were very compliance focused, and and that was my job working with with businesses and individuals on their end of year tax work. But um, but but over time, my role has evolved. You know, I'm, I'm co owner and, and director of the business now. I I manage the team, and 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 a lot of the work I do is around that advisory sort of work with small businesses and, and helping them grow and, and achieve whatever it is their goals might be, which sometimes includes, um, you know, making plans to, to ensure there's enough money for investment. And we also do a smattering of self-managed super funds as well. Yeah. This is one thing uh, you're missing there. So there's a bit of property related um, clients there. Fantastic. And, and Tim, for yourself, what, what do you mainly focus on in the business? Um, I like to bring um, the fun vibes and uh, <laughs> the relaxed attitude. <laughs> yeah, Tim's director I'm, of fun. Look, yeah. we, we do a bit of good cop, bad cop here. Um, Dan, Dan is uh, definitely the bad, the bad director. I'm the good director. Oh, whatever. No, no. Um, uh, actually, if anything, yeah, I think we're a good, we're a good team. Mm. Uh, we both. We generally uh, reach similar outcomes, so we're we're, we're both nerds um, and and love maths. It's mm. not why we got into accounting. That's why enough, I got but... into accounting. Speak for yourself, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, mathematicians will tell you um, the most important thing is is your workings. So actually, Dan and I will come up with very different workings, mm-hmm. um, but we'll find similar results. And we found this early in our career in accounting. We'd be talking about a. a, a different, I guess, problem that a, a client is having um, and actually giving each other the same answer. And then we yeah. go, actually, hold on a second. We're saying the same thing here. <laughs> yeah. just in a, we came to it in a different way. Yeah. Um, and I think in, in business, that's been really valuable. Um, so, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we do similar things, actually. We do the same thing, um, but we may just approach it in a different way or, or look at it. The name Cats Accountants typically brings to mind either the AFL team or the feline but the origin of the business name is much more technical than you might expect. True to their personalities, Osborne and Garth have kept the name but added their own spin to it. Cats Accountants is a family business. It was my parents that opened that um, back in the 90s and in the 90s, computer accounting was a bit of a buzzword, you know. So, um, so actually, uh, CAT stands for Computer Accounting Taxation Services, um, and so they were using this really whiz bang software called MYOB, <laughs> um, <laughs> and that was designed to help people deal with this new tax called GST, which came out in the early two thousands. So, um, so a lot of the origins of the name were in that. It was just a bit of a mouthful. So um, we now just refer to it as Cats Accountants and, and that's been like that for decades. But mm. um, but yeah, we like that it's different. It's not someone's name um, and often people think either we're a massive Geelong Cats um, fan or, or we love the feline, the cat. <laughs> um, and, you know, those things, um, mm. well, we're not Geelong Cats fans but mm. cat, cats are cool. Um, what do you, you always know? say, Tim? Uh, <laughs> I like to say this is when I'm with someone that I'm having a bit of fun with. I'll say, well, we, we like to refer to ourselves as cats accountants because because all of the other accountants are dogs. So, 
<laughs> but that's a joke. Uh, I do like other accountants. Yeah. They're great. Um, but yeah, yeah. So the name, the name's kind of outdated now. We've toyed around with with calling it cloud accounting and taxation services. Yeah. Or, it's um, just cats. It does, it's just it just, cats. There's no real acronym anymore. Yeah. It's just cats. It's just a, yeah. a funny name that uh, is memorable. Yeah, it just sort of stands mm. out, and it's not it, the thing I like about it is it's not tied to our surnames. Mm. And I think people should always be building a business that's going to outlive them. Yeah. So, um, that's something that uh, my parents did really well. I yeah, think. absolutely. As for the name of their podcast, Two Drunk Accountants, well, your first guess for that one's probably correct. While their podcast definitely brings the fun vibes, they also ensure it provides the information they need it as a small business themselves. We've been wanting to start a podcast for a while. You know, we've been doing the podcast three, three years, three, four years now um, for, for, for a long time. And for years before that, we were both really into podcasts. We've been listening to a lot of it. And there just wasn't that great free information for small businesses. And we just sat there thinking like, you know, we get asked the same questions about clients every day. Uh, we answer them every day. Mm. There's a need for this out there. Um, we think we're pretty funny and entertaining. So let's combine those two <laughs> things and just see how we go. So we sat there for a while trying to think about it. You know, we kept procrastinating. Oh, you know, we, we need a name. We need a theme. What are we going to do? <laughs> and one night we were sitting there having a few drinks and um, and I don't even remember which one of us said it. Um, and we just sort of came up with, well, we're two drunk accountants. Yeah. Let's call it the two drunk accountants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And, and I think, you know, a lot of small business podcasts, are, you know, they can be quite boring or, or on the other hand, they tell you how to make a billion dollars in your first year and that's also not realistic or helpful. So, we wanted to, to, to initially give people the impression that this is going to be something that they can listen to and digest and be useful and a bit of fun while they're doing it. And yeah, so the, the name's just four years later, the name's stuck. Yeah, it's stuck. We don't drink with every podcast. Um, it's a lie. Yeah, we did in the early days because we needed to loosen up a little bit. But uh, but yeah, now we just, like we said in the beginning, we just get drunk on podcasting. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're podcountants, so it's mm. our alter ego. Oh, I love it. I love it. I mean, honestly, no one knows, you know, in terms of getting drunk, it doesn't have to be alcohol. It could be, you know, tea or it could be anything else. You guys could be holding a cup. A bit of caffeine. You've only slept a few hours last night sometimes and then you have a coffee. You do feel a little bit drunk. Yeah. So, I mean, no, it's not lying. Osborne and Garth dive into their backgrounds, which follow different paths along the same roads, literally before converging as young adults. I was born here on the Central Coast and, and grew up here on the central coast um in in various parts um yeah you know typical childhood <laughs> just <laughs> went to school had friends hung out went to the beach on the weekends you know that that was many years of my life was just doing that um tim and i actually went to the same high school together yeah, that's how we the, first met the senior the senior school. campus yeah we i went to a a school that was seven to ten, and Tim went to the the other side of that school that was year seven to ten, and they both feed into the senior campus. So uh, we met in senior high school. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, typical childhood, n nothing really out of the blue uh, here on the Central Coast. Years you spent over overseas. Yeah, I did spend. I spent. I spent a year in the US actually when I was like ten. Uh, yeah. My family moved over there for some work things, and I spent a little bit of time skiing and learning to ice skate and a bit of fun there. But yeah. but yeah. Typical childhood, you know, when I was a little bit older, um, went to uni in uh, UNSW in Sydney. So, my uh, 
my uni degree was was spent sitting on the train and traveling to Sydney from the Central Coast and coming back and then working here yeah. a few days a week. Mm. Uh, I, you know, before here, I worked in a bar and I, I, I've got a few hobbies. I, I was into film. I used to make a lot of short films and music videos for people and yeah. things like that, which really helped with the podcast. Um, yeah, I don't think there's many accountants that, that do that. Probably uh, not. Yeah. yeah, That is a very interesting mix. You know, I don't really hear that many accountants who have had that creative outlet, I guess. That, that's fantastic, you know, and, and hence the reason why I think the podcast suits you really well because you guys are able to talk about particularly dry subjects in something that's interesting and entertaining as well because we really need that, you know, in, in a different way. Exactly. So I think... Yeah. All, all of that thing kind of kind of helped, you know. As Tim said before, um, we're huge nerds. Uh, I, I was I was a massive nerd, uh, you know. I'd, I was the, the top at maths at the school and yeah. and 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 all the things. But I always had that creative outlet as well. I was heavily into to music in high school. I was in bands and played guitar and drums and sang yeah. in bands. Did all sorts of things, which I think has all led to this point where those two things are now combined in my life: <laughs> creativity and accounting. Coming up after the break, we'll get some more insight into how the two went from acquaintances to pub friends to business partners. My whole thing was just about building lifestyle. Mm. Um, so, I wanted to have my cake and eat it too. And um, yeah, I've been lucky to find um, a business partner in Dan. We discover how Dan got into accounting despite not being born with a pen in one hand and a calculator in the other, unlike certain others. You ask any 16-year-old kid, what do you want to do when you're older? And, and unless your name's Tim Garth, not many of them say, I want to be an accountant. Osborne reveals how Garth reeled him into the business, which only involved a very small amount of catfishing. He didn't actually say that. He just told me we're looking for someone. <laughs> and I said, oh, great. I'm, uh, I'm working in a bar and I hate it. Uh, I'd love to go get a desk job somewhere. And so I did. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Sham, and you're listening to Property Investory. Let's be real, deals that can yield 20 to 30% per annum do exist. Don't believe me? Well, here's a story about property development I invested in Victoria. This developer had the project fully funded beforehand but he and his family suffered a loss, a circumstance that led him to be unable to proceed with the development. So, I stepped in and in two weeks, we funded the shortfall allowing for the development to continue. Five months later, the development was refinanced and we received our funds back with interest. Yes, there are amazing opportunities in the property market like this one. So, do you want to get a better return with low risk on your money? Then register your interest by visiting propertyinvestory.com. Garth's early life differed from his business partners in that he always knew where he would end up. However, he didn't take the path that others had laid out for him. So, I grew up on the Central Coast as well. Um, my childhood was um, interesting because my parents were in a small business. So, I, I loved the coast. I loved the local sport, um, the beaches. Unfortunately, growing up in the Central Coast back in those days, 
um, people saw it as like a regional area. So a lot of my friends moved off to Sydney or, or internationally to, to get like jobs and, and further their careers. Um, I always saw a massive opportunity to, to get into the family business. So I didn't really know what accountants did, but uh, always wanted to do it. <laughs> uh, much, <laughs> much uh, I guess, to the disgust of some of my teachers and, and things like that, because I always tried very hard at school, but to get into uni to do accounting, I think I only needed a UAI of like 64 or something like that. Well, it changed a lot. <laughs> I had to get a 94. So I stayed local yeah. and went to Newcastle, yeah. maybe, um, which was great because there's an Arimba campus and a Newcastle campus. My whole thing was just about building lifestyle. Mm. Um, so I wanted to have my cake and eat it too. And um, yeah, I've been lucky to find um, a business partner in Dan. Um, and that was, you know, just by chance, I guess. We're at the pub one. We spent. We tend to spend a bit of time drinking yeah, together. Yeah, we're, we're, we're living the name. We're living there? the name. We were like 20, 21. Yeah. It was it was Dan's birthday. We're at the pub, and I was like, Dan, what are you doing um, these days? Mm. Uh, he, he was studying accounting, which I couldn't believe because he was like singing in bands and recording videos and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, uh, he came and worked, and very quickly I, I realized. I might have a business partner of the future here, <laughs> which I can go away and go on holidays and I can be the cool boss yeah. and he can crack the whip now. Mm. Um, yeah, but it, it's, it's worked out well because we can really um, tag team on the business and, and share stress and, and share responsibility and try and build our lifestyle in, in what was a regional area and is now becoming a bit more metro <laughs> um, today. So, yeah, yeah, I think uh, it's quite interesting actually because, you know, this wasn't my family business. Uh, yeah. So growing up, uh, I didn't have aspirations to, to um, or I, I'd always sort of was very interested in business, but I never really had the thought in my head that I'd actually start one so soon after uni. I assumed I'd go get a job somewhere and uh, my family, you know, has been worked in the corporate world all through growing up. Um, so I kind CEOs. of assumed, yeah, CEOs of things. And, and so I assumed, yeah, I'd, I'd go do that. <laughs> it's easy to do why not uh and then it wasn't until i did start going to uni in in, in sydney and and then i realized that it, you know it's not what i wanted i think what i actually wanted was just to to have this lifestyle that tim's talking about so i think we were lucky in a way that our values really lined up on that one yeah and and very quickly once i was here um you know it was sort of made clear to me after a few years that that opportunity does exist and and you know we could be that one day Tim and I would be sitting here as we do right now yeah. and we'd own this business and and yeah. try and have that lifestyle um, lifestyle work balance that, that we try to get. Yeah. And that's something that we try to do for all our clients too. You know, we, yeah. we, we try and coin this term lifestyle accounting. It's a bit wanky, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a bit like pod counting. <laughs> yeah, kind of like pod counting. But, uh, but it's all about trying to match what your lifestyle goal is to what your business actually provides you. Yeah, And, and it's, you know, it's similar with investing as well. You know, the whole point is trying to get a level of wealth that then you can mm. be comfortable with and, and have the lifestyle that you want. So true. Um, yeah, very similar. Gus' parents were ahead of the times in that they wanted to create a positive work atmosphere for their fewer than 10 staff. They focused on giving their team opportunities and improving their systems, which Garth have always wanted and planned to continue. I always knew I wanted to take over the business. I didn't know how that would look or, or how the transaction would occur, but I knew, you know, at, at some point I wanted to to run it. So I always felt a, a big degree of ownership myself. But um, yeah, for for Dan, I guess Dad Dad sort of sat us down years out from when from when it all transpired and said. 
I'm keen for you guys to, uh, to buy in, whether that be a small percentage to begin with or, or all of the business. Um, that would be my succession plan. Um, and yeah, um, I'm just putting that out there now for you guys to think about. This mm. is probably what it looks like in terms of like dollar value. Um, and, and this is my time frame of, of what I'd be keen. Um, and so, yeah, it probably was another two to three years after that first initial chat that we, we actually, which was now probably 2019, mm. I think July, July, 2019, uh, we felt like we were, we owned the business from that point and anyway so we did a very smart thing there because we grew the business in those years before we actually bought it um, and so he he benefited from that which is great um, and so now yeah yeah, uh, he's been generous with the, the vendor finance terms so we didn't need to go to a bank um, and for him it's generating an annual income stream which is effectively tax free so being an accountant he figured out how to retire and uh, and structure that up um, tax effectively. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he he was so smart with it. Really, looking back, because he he worked himself out of a job. Basically, mm. he he let everyone else take over and and um, and rule the roost and. Um, and it felt great for us and fulfilling for us, but he was always there to support us if we ran into a brick wall or yeah. if something went wrong. So Yeah, and I think, so from my point of view, um, you know, st- starting in the business when I was 20, uh, I think in the initial interview with your dad, he told me uh, two things. Uh, accounting is a people business <laughs> nice. and you need to be people focused yep. and that he doesn't want to do this forever. Nice, <laughs> and nice. and his plan is to retire in ten to fifteen years from that point. Nice. And uh, you know, being a twenty year old, I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> I was like, hey, great, <laughs> that's awesome, sounds good. I'm glad you yeah. retired. <laughs> and then uh, and then sort of you know, I continued with uni uh, while working here, uh, finished uni, and then it was sort of around that point. I think we'd started our CPA because um, we both studied that around the similar time uh, going through that. And uh, and then that, that's where he sat us down and said, listen, this is my plan if you guys are interested. And, of course, we were interested. Yeah. Uh, so we spent the next few years doing the requirements that needed to be done, get our public practice certificates in yeah. order, get yeah. um, the business to a point that yeah. we were able to take charge. And, and as Tim said, you know, from sort of from that moment onwards, you know, we walked around with our heads held high as, <laughs> you know, we can do what we want here. Yeah. Uh, and, and we did. And, and luckily so far it's, it's been a success. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So probably a few years ago now we, we, you know, officially bought the business yeah. from, from Warren and never looked back. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been a ride. So mm. I'm sure we'll continue to learn lots, lots of things, but uh, been a good journey. Osborne and Garth break down how they met each other at school but didn't go to the same school but also did go to the same school all at the same time. It's called a, a college essentially yeah. but but there's two schools that are in different areas, different suburbs um, that only go to year 7 to 10 and they finish at year 10 and then you have to go to a separate school in another suburb for, that only does year 11 and 12. So they're the two yeah. feeder schools that feed into the senior school. So we went to two separate junior high schools yeah. and then yeah. met at the senior high school, which yeah. was the entrance. Yeah, which is funny because it, was, it wasn't like we were best mates at 
school. Like no. We weren't hanging out no. every day, all day. We shared a class, business studies. Business studies, enough. we were in there. <laughs> Tim was a huge nerd. The teacher loved Tim, actually, because they, they he knew Tim was an accountant. Uh, his family was an accounting business. So every lesson, they just kind of like look at Tim like, oh, you know all about assets. <laughs> You know all about the balance sheet equation, wouldn't you, Tim? Nothing. I yeah. knew nothing about it. I didn't know what he was <laughs> and, and Tim would be like, yeah, of course I do. He's also, that, that teacher was also the one that was encouraging me to go and work for the big four for like mm. the first 10 years of my career, which I'm so glad I didn't do because yeah. he was saying, yeah, you got to go to Sydney, mate, learn, learn the ropes and then go back and work in your family business. So, mm. it's interesting, but... He doubted me. Yeah, yeah, he's he doubted me. He <laughs> potentially doubted down all of us, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, it is. It is interesting how we kind of just fell into a similar circle, and mm. yeah, that here we are. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. I think, um, yeah, it's funny. We've got a lot of the same friends now. Still, like it's mm. you know, I think we've we've been very. I've had a lot of luck in my life. Um, yeah. One is is being in the right place at the right time for this business. Yeah. And the other is, I think, the, the group around us. Yeah. Uh, we've been fortunate with our, our friends and our Definitely. family around us. Definitely. Family life was quite different between the two households. While the Gars were big into small business, Osman's mum found herself a Jill of all trades, trying to handle all types of odd jobs, while his dad ran large international companies, but not as an accountant. So, accounting wasn't something, you know, you ask any 16-year-old kid, what do you want to do when you're older? And, and unless your name's Tim Garth, not many of them say, I want to be an accountant. And so, so I didn't have any influence in my life uh, to say, go do accounting. Uh, so when it came time to kind of apply for a, a degree and go to uni, I was lost. I, I had all these creative endeavors, um, but also I did have an interest in in business and I had an interest in, in running a business. My brother and I always used to joke through our teens about owning businesses together and, you know, we always called it Osborne Group of Companies but, <laughs> but we didn't have a single company. Um, and so, so that was always part of my life a little bit. Um, so I didn't know what to do and, and my dad said, well, why don't you go do a commerce degree? You know, yeah, you, you'll learn the business fundamentals um, and then when you're there, you can sort of pick your major out of, out of those things. And I said, oh, that's a good idea. So I did a science degree and <laughs> and a commerce degree. A yeah, degree. I was doing two degrees, and then uh, I very quickly dropped the science, and for some reason fell into accounting. I was like, oh, I'm, I don't mind this. This is all right. I can do this. I think. And uh, that's when he came to the dark side. Yeah, and then that's where I was at in a pub with Tim, and and said, uh, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm, I'm doing accounting." And he said, oh, "Well." I'm looking for someone to uh, replace me in my role because I want to progress. Yeah, that was the reception, yeah. making coffees for people and answering the phones. <laughs> yeah, That's what I've been doing. He didn't actually say that. He just told me we're looking for someone. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, oh, great. I'm, uh, I'm working in a bar and I hate it. Uh, I'd love to go get a desk job somewhere. And so I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't really have much influence in the accounting space, but definitely in the business sort of area of my life. You know, my dad yeah. was, was very much into... Um, you know, running businesses and, and, and the strategy and all those things. And my, my brother always had an interest in it and he now does it as well. He's just left yeah. his, you know, he was um, he was running hotels and things all around the country for years, but now has just uh, started up his own ventures as well. So, yeah, it's, it's in the blood, I think. Turning to property, Osborne sums up his experience in one word. While it's not quite the word you or I would use, 
his property journey will resonate with many of the millennials out there. My property journey personally is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, going through the story, then you can see our focus for that time was really building this business. And so there was definitely sacrifice on our end in that. You know, we could have gone and worked for one of these big four firms and earned a lot of money and uh, would have had all the money in the world to invest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but instead, we decided to stay here and build what we had. And, and that did come with some sacrifice. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so already I, I, I was that. My, my partner is a psychologist. Um, now she is. But for the previous, you know, six years up until recently was, was studying. So mm. we didn't have a lot to invest. So uh, our property journey was on halt up until recently. Yeah. Um, and then when I Just saved up my deposit and went to go buy, the house market jumped 30%. <laughs> so, so that was awesome. Uh, Especially on the Central Coast. On the Central it's Coast, gone. it's gone crazy. Yeah, ballistic. So personally, my, my property journey, I, I don't have anything wrong with investing in property and, and, and buying it. It's just it, haven't been, it hasn't been on the cards for me uh, for mm. the past 10 years. It, it is now, yeah. um, but it hasn't been in the past. However, the journey for me with my clients has been very different. There's a lot of clients that come to me for advice around the tax side of things, around the investment side of things. Yeah. You know, being an accountant and and not a financial planner, we can't actually tell people whether or not a property is a good investment for them. Mm. But we are allowed to talk about the tax consequences of it, structuring it, and all. That. So I, I I deal with property a lot. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of clients who own you know, warehouses or factories or, or shop fronts in their business, in different entities, in their super funds. Yeah. Personally, they own residential properties. So capital gains tax, um, you know, negative gearing, uh, pensions, all, all these things I deal with quite a fair bit. So although I personally don't own a property at this particular moment in time, uh, I've dealt with it a lot. We've set ourselves up you know, we're, we're in a point now where things, things are different to what they were. So yeah, I, I'm keen to, to dive into the, to the journey, but yeah. uh, Tim, what, what's your journey? Well, I was just going to say, Dan, a little bit less avo on toast, a little bit less mm. smash avo. Maybe you'd, maybe you'd <laughs> have a property by now, but hey. Tim and Dan's story, including their ongoing roasting of each other, continues in the next episode of Property Investory. We'll hear about Garth's property journey. When we bought our house, we felt like we were buying at a massive peak. Mm. Uh, I don't know, some people like potentially even in, like Dan, for example, was like, I'm just going to wait for it to maybe just come down a little bit, mm. then I'm going to buy, which it did do for a couple of years. It came down maybe 10%. Just how super, super can be? When you retire, that is when it really comes to fruition <laughs> because uh, depending on the value of the property and how much other money you have in super, um, that property could potentially be sold tax-free. They offer the taxation insight regarding investing in property. But the other funny thing I find is is um, targeting invents, you know, sorry, in- investments purely for the tax advantages. So, what I'm talking about here is negative gearing. And that's next time on Property Investory. If you love the show, perhaps you're now ready to invest your money in a low-risk, high-return deal. 
If you are, then SMS me your name and email address on 0499881040 to become a lender. There are amazing opportunities in the property market right now and I'm looking for lenders who want to invest their money for a shorter 6 months. What are you waiting for? Don't let your money just sit in the bank. To register your interest, text me your name and email address on 0499881040.